I'm Mary. I'm Jerry. And welcome to the Mary, Mary and, and Jerry, Jerry podcast. podcast. Where we have unscripted. Unafraid. I don't know, insanely crazy. Unpredictable. <laughs> conversations about marriage and family. Life and love. <gasps> Bacon. Bacon. And everything in between. And we're glad you're here. So glad you're here. So today, happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday, my little princess in your tiara. Thank you for those of you on YouTube. Happy birthday to you. That's right. My honey... Th- by- when you see this pod, hear this podcast, see this podcast, it will be my honey lamb's 26th anniversary of her 30th birthday. That was very well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, I actually be... did practice that part. <laughs> we didn't practice the intro. We never get it right. We probably should actually write it down. That would that would help with things. You mean a script? Then yes. we would not be totally it's unscripted. unscripted. That's, That's right. correct. That's right. That so, is correct. That's part of our charm. Yes. Yeah, so when this podcast drops, I will be turning 56 years old. 56 years young, really. Because age is just a number. It's kind of like when somebody asked me one time, how much do you weigh? I followed the internet's instructions and it said, and I said, I weigh 100 plus, in, what was it that I said? 100 sexy pounds. 100 sexy pounds. You realize you've actually remember. now been alive for eight presidents? Is that what you were just doing? Yes. I was watching your lips move, and you were, are you counting? I was counting presidents since you oh were Oh, my gosh. Yes, eight presidents since I was... No, more than that. No, since you since were born. Since I was born. Yes, eight. No, it's yes. been seven presidents since we were married. Oh, so that makes you even be, older. Nine. That's correct. There has to be at least ten. nine or wait. ten. Oh, wait. Hold on. Ten. I was, One, I was two, born in 1967. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... <gasps> 11. 11 oh my gosh, you're like the ancient of days. Sweetheart, you're you've been alive for 11 I'm presidents like as well. No, I I'm I'm Are you 12? Nope, I'm 11. There you go. See, we're the same. We're equal, especially anyway, in the eyes of God. So, today is your birthday. Yes. And um okay, so she doesn't know this, but I have a plan. Oh boy. So, today, I'm not sure I, I really do you ever really have a plan or you just kind of pull it out of the back pocket you mean do a cranial rectal extraction <laughs> sure anyway so i will say that there are a lot of days that i truly am in awe that you actually made it to the age of 56 <laughs> considering the childhood you have like you know considering some of the antics i that had you did that a you, great childhood you did i'm just saying i'm i'm, I'm amazed sometimes you survived it like when you played paratroopers with your brothers <laughs> Let's tell the people tell about the that. Tell the for story. Okay. So I was, I If think, you don't believe that God has a sense of humor, here you go. Or that he protects you or your guardian angel intercedes for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine's been really busy for 56 Here's years. Here's your guardian angel just going, oh, gosh, what are you oh, doing Oh, gosh, now? what is she doing? Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> No, she did it. Um, I was probably seven, six or seven, maybe eight. No, I wasn't as old as eight. My sister, was my sister alive yet? No. So I was seven. Probably seven or eight, yeah. So before the age of reason. Well, or, I mean, I'm not sure I even had reason and common sense at the age of reason. So that Mm. aside, Mm. um, I, so my brothers were very, um, there were, I have six brothers and one sister, and my brothers were all boy. Like, they loved to play war. They loved to play fireman. They loved to play policeman. They just were all boys. And my brother, my older brother, Christopher had kind of an obsession with, 
um, airplanes at that time. He He's a brilliant man. He's an engineer. Brilliant. Yes, they all survived. They all are engineers of some of and one kind or another computer, mechanical, electrical, fire. Uh, yeah. Whatever. And then teachers. Um, Mostly so, things that involve pyrotechnics. <laughs> yes. So, funny how that works. Funny how that works. Anyway, so um, he was, we had watched some John Wayne movie with my dad. That's right, Pilgrim. And uh, and so we decided to play paratroopers. And so what we did was, um, my house was a, uh, you had one level and then you had a basement. And, but out the back of the house, it only looked like one level from the front, but the back you had kind of a two story porch out the back. Right. Right. And then, um, the bedrooms are to the left. So what we did was we took our pillows and put them on the ground outside. Oh, so somebody was thinking about something. <laughs> so we were thinking about safety. Safety <laughs> first. Safety first. Yeah. You had to have a soft place to land. <laughs> right. And then we took our sheets off our bed and we, we punched out the screen window of the second story and we, oh my God. we oh. jumped out of the window with our sheets playing paratroopers and we lent, nobody broke a bone. Amazing. Because uh, didn't your family have like pre-filled out forms at the local emergency room. room? There was at one point, I mean, back in the day in the 1970s, that my mom would walk into the ER with one of my brothers for... Um, an arm, uh, an ankle, a knee, um, stitches were usually involved. Or they just had the file folder. They, they just pulled it out. Oh, here's the, green, the green family. family. I didn't break anything or, or harm anything till I was a senior in high school. And of course, I did it brilliantly when I was in Florida on a band trip. Stick to the story. Anyways, <laughs> where I got pushed in the pool by a really Squirrel. cute guy. But anyway, um, that aside, so, so we were playing, playing paratrooper, paratrooper and my mom notice that we kept going in the front door like we kept coming in the front door but she never heard us leaving <laughs> and so after a little bit of time after a while sherlock caught on she, and, and was, she walked down the hall and my brother tim was jumping out the window of course it and was. she's it had like to be tim well my brothers had bunk beds so we stood on top of the bunk bed and jumped out the window <laughs> and so my mom was like what are you doing oh my god and and she my Wait, mother what did your father say? okay hold on we'll get to daddy in a minute but mom did not curse um, the first time I heard my mother curse, I think I was in my thirties and I almost passed out, but she did not when we were little. And so she was like yelling. And I'm, I think back to that moment and I'm like, did I would have, did she use the Jesus, Mary and Joseph? Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. No, that was my dad's favorite. Um, oh, okay. no, she would just, my mother was always, um, interceding with our guardian angels. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> bet. <laughs> That's why we said the guardian angel prayer every night. At, at, at bedtime, yeah. we said, you know, angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day, be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen. Mm -hmm. I say, I you? say it every night, even to this day. Okay, so mom, so found mom, Tim found Tim, and ready then in she the door looks to out. Jump. <laughs> she looks out the window, and we're like, "Come on, Timmy!" Jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we see mom's face, and we're all like. Uh-oh. So everybody grabs their pillow and their sheet, and we, like, disperse. Like, where are you going to go? I don't, I don't know. We were seven, eight years old. I don't know. We were not thinking. Our frontal cortex was not fully developed. And then what did and, your father do? Well, my mom sent us to our rooms, and she said, oh, you sure, have wait, to wait. Wait till your father, father gets, gets home. home. Oh, yes. I remember. For those of us of a certain age, we remember those dreaded yes, words. Yes. Well, I think that people still say them today. But anyways. Um, so, yeah, we had to wait. Until dad got home. And then I think we all got three 
three swats across the butt. And we had to apologize to my mother for causing her stress and <laughs> concern. And we got some punishment. I we there's always manual labor punishment with my my dad. So that's I right. I don't remember what it was. Two, give, but the, give the ship a good sweep for right. and aft, right? That's right. Now, lest you all think that that was the end of oh, my no. wife's ju- du- ju- the juvenile delinquency. So we'll talk about this in another podcast. But uh, last weekend. We were doing one of those marriage building DIY projects and we found our high school yearbooks. Now, my yearbook, of course, yeah, we won't discuss that because it was the 1980s. It was very awkward. You very were very awkward, awkward in high yeah, school. Yeah, I know. I was not quite as handsome and debonair as I am now. I was a little, a little awkward, teeny bit. Anyway, <laughs> however, you, you take the cake because what was in your yearbook, honey? Well, um, I had, uh, so I had a, a teacher. He was his name was Mr. Keegan. He was my journalism teacher when I was a junior and senior in high school. And this was when I was kind of exploring the idea that I wanted to be a journalist or a writer. And I was dyslexic. I am dyslexic. And so Mr. Keegan was always very, very patient with me. He was very um, he always held my feet to the fire, but he was very encouraging. And he was like, Of course you can be a writer. And and he was just kind of that teacher for me in high school that really believed in me. And so, um, but he knew me very well. And I, I would, you know, when I was a junior in high school, I was hanging out with the wrong people. Um, I was doing stupid things and, um, my father was an attorney and he had a friend that worked in the juvenile detention system. And so one Friday afternoon, dad picked me up from school and I'm like, why are you here? I wasn't in trouble currently at that time. <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. At that, <laughs> at time... that time, I wasn't in trouble. But then, um, you know, he said, we're going somewhere. And so he took me to the juvenile detention center and I got a tour. And at the end Wasn't of that, that tour. was that TV show called like Scared Straight? Or, or, or just the new black. I don't know. Mm. But mm. daddy, I remember being in the waiting room and, and I came out of the tour and I was just looking at dad like, what am I supposed to volunteer here? Like, what's going on? And he goes, do you want to end up here? <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, well, no, dad, I look horrible in orange. <laughs> My That's father right. just shook his head and he goes, Oh dear Lord Jesus, please help me. <laughs> and he's like, Mary Beth, if you continue to make a, you know, poor decisions, poor this is life where, choices, this is where you're going to be. And so I'm like, okay, this is not where I want to be. I don't want to, I mean, I love the color orange now, but I didn't then. So is it in your color palette now? Um, it is as a soft autumn. It is, uh, like, a like a burnt orange is in there. Okay. So there's fire applied to it. Mm. But no, I just, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I... Wait, you haven't finished the Mr. Keegan oh. story yet. Oh my gosh. Focus. Stay on task. So as I was going through my yearbook, I'm reading all of these, you know, hey, Mary, did you so you great to know you? Those people, I do don't. You? Do you? Oh yeah, that's, I remember everyone. That, that, that signed, signed my, your yearbook? Yes, I do. Oh no, I don't remember half of them. I only I had was, 150 people in my high school okay, graduating I had 300 class. 300 68? Yeah, exactly. I can't remember. Um, anyways, so I, I found this page where Mr. Keegan signed it. And he's like, I'm, you know, really proud of you and everything you've accomplished, so on and so forth. And he's like, I wish you all the best next year in college, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of his name, there was an asterisk. And I'm like, asterisk? Like, he never signed his name with an asterisk. So I looked down at the bottom of the page, and there's an asterisk there. And it says, and please, stay out of jail. True story. <laughs> But wait, there's more. So when her father died, we're at his wake. Okay, but they don't even know the stories that go with that. With what? With what happened at my dad's wake. Oh, 
I haven't shared this. You're right. We should share the story of my wife, the criminal mastermind in eighth grade. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to go back a little further because there was There's one- more? Well, there was one you, you I thought you were going to ask me about, but you didn't. What's that? The Knights of the Round Table. Oh. <laughs> oh, of course. How can I forget that? Oh, yes. There of is course. One, one brush with pyromania. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was 10. And my brothers again. So you were above the age of reason yes, at this I point. Didn't, my frontal cortex was not fully developed. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And um, we had these old uh, broomsticks downstairs, and we in the basement in the summertime was cooler, so we would always play in the basement. And some I with think, broomsticks. I think Tim, had, my wrong? brother Tim, and my brother Joe, I think had just read Knights of the Round Table or King Arthur or something, and uh, we decided to go be Knights of the Round Table. And so we had this old fashioned. Um, furnace uh-huh. and you could see the flames you know there's like this little sort of open yes. door shall we, we had say. one of those in our house that almost burned our house yes. down Anyways. when we moved in but um, we, i digress <laughs> and so we stuck the broomsticks into the flame and lit them a fire <laughs> and we pretended we were knights of the round table marching around the basement the forest with flaming broomsticks <laughs> full of flammable and, materials and my dad <laughs> was like he smelled something and he was like what's going on over there <laughs> nothing dad and then he st- we heard his footsteps and he started coming down. So we we dumped the, the broomsticks into the toilet, which turned the white toilet like black. Oh my God. And then we ran outside and dad found the broomsticks on the floor in the bathroom with the toilet, the black water. He called us all in. Now, when he calls you in, do you have to like stand in formation? You line up by age. It's from oldest to youngest. It's, it's how it always was. And you never let him ask Joe anything. My bro- my younger brother, he's a year younger than me, and he all Joey was always the one to break first. He was the weak link. Always the one to break first. So you never let dad go at him first. I noticed you were not. No, I was strong. <laughs> I was I was filled with the dark side. I could manipulate my way out of many, many situations. I just, you know, I was a young girl full of adventure, full of dreams. I was, you know, full of mischief. Full of mischief. I was a rebel. I wanted to rebel be seen and to be known. And and well, I you're was known. always you have your mugshot taken. You're very well known. <laughs> I don't have a mugshot. So Thank what you did very your much. father say? But my dad was just like, "Are you trying to burn the house down? Like, the, uh, we're fine if you want to go outside and you know play war, do it, beat each other up, like no blood, no foul. But like this is flames in your mother's. It was always my mother's house in your mother's basement." This is not acceptable. So I think we had to clean the basement, which was like. Oh, that would have been bad. A den pit of hell. Like it was, we had to go through all my dad's books and put them up on bookcases. We had to, we had to wax the floor. We, oh, wax it was on. Bad. Wax it was off. Bad. But then, no, when I was in the seventh grade. I, oh yeah. Less, less you think she learned her lesson from that. No. no. I cheated on a history test with Miss Perry. History. That explains so much. <laughs> and I end up married to you, which is just funny. God has a sense of humor and maybe a small sense of revenge. Yes. And so I never recommend that. Please don't don't cheat, lie, or steal. Just this is not a good idea. Especially on history tests. On history tests. Or where there where there are nuns involved. Just it's not wise. Like Sister Mercida. It looks like a cheetah. That's sixth grade. We're not gonna talk about that one. Anyways, we're moving on. So by the time I got to eighth grade, you were a graduate criminal mastermind. I just, you know, I was striving so hard to be not a green. Like I was known as, Oh, you're green. Oh, you're green. Oh, you're Chris's sister. Oh, you're Joe's sister. Like nobody knew my name. 
I was just a sister or I was a green or Joe Green's daughter or Bunny Green's daughter. Like, I just, I'm like, excuse me, my name's Mary Beth. I got Wait, my own stuff. how many Mary stuff. Beths were in your class? Oh, we had three Mary Beths. We had a Mary Chris, a Mary Therese, a Mary Kate, um, a Mary. So obviously name recognition wasn't really a big deal. No, not because people would call you by your last name. You know, right? Hey, Green. Okay, hey, that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of. Because if you threw a ball down well, the hall, you'd was, hit a Mary was, something, right? Right. Pretty much. I was, uh, you know, I played soccer. I played basketball. I was a, you know, not a very good athlete, but I was at least participating. And when I was in the seventh grade, I, you know, the famous story that I told in previous Be podcast and <laughs> Be Bold to the Broken, where I, you know, took uh, the girl out. No, yeah. that was basketball in cheerleading where I, I I stuffed my bra to prove something. Oh, that was a classic that was story from Be, Be Brave and no, Be, Bold. Be Bold and the Broken. Be Bold and the Broken. That's in that Available book. at Amazon and fine bookstores everywhere. <laughs> Anyways. So let's um, talk about your eighth grade criminal so mastermind myself prank. Myself and my, my best friend Suzanne and our friend Mary Mary Beth, another Mary Beth, um, we decided we were going to we were gonna crank, crank uh, pull a prank on the eighth grade boys. So during, it was, I think it was like a month before graduation, which is a really not good to do that a month before graduation. And mm. we, um, I had seen some, I don't know, movie or something, read it in a book. And I thought we can do this. So what we did was Mary Beth and Suzanne were the lookouts. I went into the boys' bathroom. I saran wrapped the toilets. I put Vaseline on the toilet seats and clear toothpaste on the light switch. <laughs> So you realize that even though they were the lookouts in criminal court, you are all equally culpable. Yes, but we were not we were not all equally punished. <laughs> so um, but I didn't know was during morning recess, mm -hmm. Brother William, who was our principal, uh, always um, took the sports page <laughs> to the bathroom. Do we need to say more? No, he always used the restroom. So I was unaware of this because no, I was usually he took out. The sports page. Okay, whatever. You have to be very clear. He took the sports page to the men's room. I was usually out at recess, so I didn't know this. And so we heard him coming down the hall, and we were like, oh my gosh, we got to get out. And so we go running into the girls' bathroom. And we stood up on the toilets and hid behind the doors until we could no longer hear his voice, which never really happened because he sat down. <laughs> and then who did he call? He screamed. Oh, my gosh. He yelled, Miss Jordan. Right. And Miss um, Jordan was in charge of the seventh and eighth grade girls, you know, and it's Mr. Sharp like was in charge of the seventh and eighth grade boys. did it. And like she was the one that you went to when you got detention and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't know that it was us. But Miss Jordan had a clue that maybe. Yeah, uh, I think he, so. Uh, yeah. She um she came into the girls' bathroom and she's like, "I know you're in here. I don't know who it is, but I expect better from my girls." Blah 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 blah. And then she started like slamming open the bathroom doors, <laughs> and I was in like the second stall, so she got me first. Like, oh man, she slammed. I got a big bruise on my elbow. It was really painful. Anyways. But that particular prank got me not just sent to Brother No, but Williams wait, hold office. on. You missed, you missed it. You didn't give up your friends. I didn't, no. Because she stopped at me. Get and she's like, of course. Of course. Miss Green, <laughs> go to my classroom right now and wait for me there. And then she, you know, I think oh, wait, she probably. But, but, but wait. the other two stayed in the bathroom and they didn't get caught. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so when she came, she goes, I know you didn't do this alone. And I'm like, yeah, I did it alone. 
And so when I saw the other two girls later that afternoon, the word, word had spread. I became very popular for a while, which was but nice. But wait, there's more. And where did you go? But they sent me to Father Madigan's office, who was the pastor of the parish. The pastor, not called... the principal, the pastor. <laughs> and he called my parents, as in my dad and my mom came. Dun, 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 which dun. is bad. Like, usually it was just that my was your mom. Work day. Oh, yeah, dad came. And so my mother was just. She made me apologize. She made me go back into Miss Jordan and apologize. I had to go into Brother William's office. <laughs> I couldn't even look him in the face. I was like, ew, you like sit down to like, ew, go potty, ew. I was in the eighth grade. I'm like, ew. Like I had a 10-year-old brain and um, I had to look him in the eye mm -hmm. and say, I'm so sorry and actually mean it, which I'm not sure I did, but I just I'm wanted so out. You're sorry you got caught. <laughs> I wanted out. And then um, Father Madigan said, I expect to see you here at confession this weekend. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, Father. And um, So you're walking out to the car. We're walking out to the car. And my dad <laughs> looks at me and he goes, that was freaking brilliant. Why'd you have to get caught? That's the stupid part. And then he just kept walking. And I'm like, wait, wait, dad said I was brilliant. Like I had a great prank. This was awesome. And but, but then got when I got caught. home, my mom said that because I was so fascinated with bathrooms. With boys' bathrooms. I now had to clean the bathroom for the next six weeks with a toothbrush and bleach. And then the upstairs bathroom, we had one-inch penny tiles that were white. Mm -hmm. Did I mention I have six brothers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not so great aim. So let's fast forward <laughs> to your father's funeral and your yes. and the wake. So we're at the wake. We're at the wake. Daddy's passed away. And Mrs. Who was Mrs. It? Loftus. Mrs. Loftus. Who was my um, eighth grade, my seventh and eighth grade English teacher. Comes up to you and says. I'm so surprised to see you here. I thought you would be in prison. And she was totally serious. She was not kidding <laughs> at just, all. I just looked she at was her totally and I was serious. Like, and 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 you know no, we had... and my brother and my brother Chris was standing next to me. He goes, "Oh, they let her out for good behavior." <laughs> That's right. You guys count on your big brother. Like, and wow. then and then Father Madigan, who is from the old country, right? He's from Ireland. He from walks Ireland. In, he walks and in across the room. Across her, there's my father's dead body in the casket. That everybody's there. My 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 son is there. My husband is there. My brothers, you know, across the room, he's like, "Hi, Mary Beth. So good to see you. You're not incarcerated. This is beautiful." I'm like, yeah. "What is this obsession with people in my grade school that thought I would be in prison?" Well, I like, think we've I'd just had in, evidence of that. Don't I know, you but think? I I had been in youth ministry. I was the head student on the student council sort of thing of our youth ministry for four years when I was in high school. Like, mm -hmm. I was at church every Sunday. They knew I wasn't in prison. <laughs> oh, my god! Anyways, needless to say, um, I so, I was just somebody who, who really was desperate for attention, and that led to a lot of really poor decision-making. Well, let's talk about poor decisions, because, right? Because now we consider ourselves very seasoned, experienced people, and how do we, how do we become seasoned, experienced people, dear? Well, you know, uh, poor decision making usually leads to failure and uh, failure leads to lessons learned and lessons learned leads to wisdom. So that's right. So I basically exceedingly wise, exceedingly wise because we did other stupid things. too. That was just life some funny choices. Yeah. So uh, you ready? You ready? For I, this? I don't know if I'm ready. So now that you are the uh, very seasoned, experienced, um, like a fine wine, actually, you know, really serious, I'd say a 56-year-old bottle of wine or even, oh, 
56-year-old bottle of scotch would truly be a treasure to be I prized. I am a treasure. You are. You're, to be prized. Yes, more than like a 50... 50- <laughs> 56-year-old bottle of Macallans. You know, I would really love mm. it one day if the way you just described that bottle of Macallans and the the look on your face, mm. you would look at me. Like a 56-year-old. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so now that you are 56 years old. No, let's, let's not move on. Let's back what? it up just a little bit. I would savor you like I would savor that <laughs> oh 56-year-old bottle of Macallans, baby. Just a little at a time. Oh, Jerry, stop. I'm oh, sorry. We're a family-rated show, so let's move on. Um, so here we go. So oh now God. that you are 56. Yes. What would, if you could go back in time. Yes. Like a to- tar- TARDIS. What is that thing from Doctor Who? I don't even know Doctor Who. Yes. Does. TARDIS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Get Gra- your shazazzle together, girlfriend. Um. Well, I would tell my 18-year-old self that you are worth love, that you are enough exactly as God made you, and to stop striving so darn hard to have other people like you. Wow, that's very profound. I Because I know who I was at 18, and I was lost. I was, um, I didn't think I'd ever get, I wanted desperately to to have a boyfriend to have that looking for love in all, all the, the wrong places. places. And I just, um, I would tell her that, you know, my earthly father, my dad was a functioning alcoholic till I was 19 and, you know, he loved me. I know he loved me. He was not very verbal about it growing up, but I just um, wanted to feel cherished by somebody. And I was willing to give up things in order to have that. So, what are you doing with the sound effects sound today? Effects, you know, because we're a high, high quality podcast. <laughs> okay. okay, so now you're 25. Uh-huh. So you're a young mom, couple of kids. Uh, we'll, we'll set aside the extra Courtney factor for the moment. Okay. But just young mom, 25. We could actually set aside the Navy wife because that was a whole extra compl- complication. But young moms, what would you say to young moms who are, you know, in the, in the midst of the, um, uh, what do you call it? In the midst of the... Um, the hardest season of their life. Hardest season of their life. I, I I should say it's every season of motherhood has its own hardship. Uh, every woman is different. Um, and, did you and how expect they to be it. a mother at the age of 22? No. I was 22 when I had Jonathan. 22 with Jonathan. Then we had a miscarriage and I was 25 when I had Courtney. Yeah, so we had our kids very young. I would tell my 25-year-old self not to stop being afraid that um, I was the perfect mom for my children because God decided that. And that he knew best. And I would tell her to, um, again, stop striving. Stop striving so darn hard to be seen. Because when I fully embraced who God made me to be, when I embraced my uh, bold personality, when I embraced my love of fabric and all things clothes and statement earrings. <laughs> all things clothes. Statement. Am, oh, don't forget shoes. Shoes. You forgot well, it's an accessory. Shoes. But I mean, I, those are sort of super, super, superficial things. When I embraced being who I am, who is a natural encourager of people, right? Um, someone who will listen to you and hear you. Um, I am not afraid of your sin. I'm not afraid of your past. You can come to me and say, "Because I've pretty done... much at this point, we've been there, done that, got well, the T-shirt." Yes, right? I mean, I haven't, I haven't had an abortion. I haven't done drugs. Um, 
Okay. That's about those it. Those two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll <laughs> like give us pretty those much everything two. else. But like, you know, I like I those things don't they don't People's brokenness does not intimidate No, I you. embrace it and I I pour as much as the Lord's love as I can in that moment when I'm with them into them. And when I learned that God loves me no matter what. Mm-hmm. When I really learned that, when I learned to receive that love, everything changed in my life. And so when I look back at my young self, I just see a very broken little girl who just wanted to be loved and cherished. And she made... Aren't you loved and cherished? I am very loved and cherished Thank by you. you. I do bring Absolutely. you coffee every morning. Well, yes, that's one way you love and cherish me. But I think... Um, even in our young marriage, you know, we, we went through, we'll talk about it. Oh, that's several podcasts. The whole, um, upcoming porn, premarital sex, all of that. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, pretty much. no drugs. Yeah. Just sex and rock and roll. Well, food was my drug of choice, but Mm. just when we were going through all of that, we were so, I was so lost. I didn't, um... You I once didn't were lost, feel, but now are now found. found. Amen. I didn't feel the power of my feminine genius. I didn't know who I was as a wife, as a mom, as a woman. And I had to go to the darkest places in order for the Lord to meet me there and bring me out of them. Wow. Okay. That sounds like another podcast. <laughs> okay. Wait. But no. One more. Yeah. So now we. Oh my gosh. That noise is so annoying. So now, I love you so much. What but that's do you annoying. tell? Because because you've had we've had we've actually had this question. I know you've had I have this to question. Adjust my I've tiara. Been, excuse me. I had this question. What do you say to women? Yes. Want to say women, right? Because that's your that's your people. That's your demographic. Well, I am a woman. Yes. yes. Um, who are now you know in their fifties? Their children are not at home. Right. You know, either they've married, moved out. They're right. in college. They're in the army. They're just you know whatever. In the army, they're in the navy. But go ahead. Well. If they chose wisely, otherwise they're in, the- <laughs> they're in the army digging ditches and sleeping in them, but whatever. Um, so now you've got these 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 empty nesters, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really a misnomer because are you really actually ever an empty nester? I, hmm. Well, we have a border collie, so. No. Yeah, that's true too. Um, what do you say to them that they're like, okay, so what do I do now? I've spent my whole right, right. life raising my kids. Got my you. kids I'm are ready. out. I see where you're going here. What's what's left for me? The what do greatest I do? adventure you've ever known. I say to them, as I say to myself, get freaking excited because <laughs> your life is just getting started. And what do I mean by that? What do you mean by that? I mean, every lesson that I learned the hardest way possible, uh. I now have the wisdom of that. I have a deeper faith and walk with the Lord than I ever have. Right. And I have all of this life experience. Which that, leads to wisdom. Which leads to wisdom, which means that I now, I sit at the feet of those women that went before me. My 82-year-old mother, who is a boss, okay? She had a very different upbringing. She went through a lot in her young life. She's been a widow for 21 years. She had eight children in 10 years. She has no filter. She has no filter, but at 82, Which I aspire to. Because at 82, it's like... All right, I just got to tell you exactly what I think. She taught me how to serve. My mother serves Mm. the homeless. Yes. She is very active in her parish, and she's 82. And people are like, 82? I'm going to be like sitting in a rocking chair. Heck, no, you're not. If there is breath in your body, there is work for you to do. Right. And there is no more important work than to serve another in the name of Christ. 
And so there are women that are so excited to be grandparents and they're all in in Grammy land. And there's women that are going back to work. Um, they put their, their career or they didn't have one necessarily when they got married and had kids. And they're finding all of these new strengths about themselves. Um, for myself, I'm kind of in both worlds. Like I love spending time with our family, especially now that we have a grandchild and, um, you know, it's just an absolute delight to be around our son and his wife and, and we love them deeply, but I also am an entrepreneur. I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a published author. So I've got, you know, I don't work in an office. I work in my office. I don't work in an office building, but I have yeah, about, that's another podcast. I have about, about like office. five jobs, you know, and I love all of them. And, um, I just, this is, I've never had as much fun as I'm having right now. Um, I've never, we've never had as much time together to kind of really pour into our marriage and pour into each other, even though our bodies look different, our likes and dislikes are slightly different than they were, you know, 35 years ago. Um, and it's just, it's an adventure and I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. The hot flashes, I could really do without those. Me too. <laughs> But yeah, I would say there's nothing to worry about. Your life isn't over. It's just getting started. You're in a new season, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Team Mary. Come on. Wow. Woo. Okay. So here we go. Last birthday question. Oh, boy. What is your most memorable birthday as a child? We'll qualify that. Okay, my most memorable. I, I, I only good or bad. I mean, you know, I we'll have, be honest. Here. I have three or four very brief memories. Okay. First, when I was five, right, my parents had a big party. All my kindergarten class came, right. and they had a clown that, that made balloon everybody? animals. Not a good choice. <laughs> Number one, balloon animals are <laughs> cool. I could skip the clown. Number two, when I was thirteen, when in my house, when you were thirteen, mom gave there was some sort of special birthday. Like one of my you brothers, you're a teenager. And one of my brothers went up in a plane. Another brother got to go <laughs> to, uh, what was it? Uh, black, um, what's the rock band? Black, black Sabbath. Sabbath. My dad had no idea. They took your 13 year old brother <laughs> yes. to a black Sabbath yes. concert. Oh my, my gosh. My mom and dad had no idea who they were. And oh, they I went. would have paid good money to see that. They came home a little early. Dad I was bet. very concerned about the quality of the people that they were yeah, around. Yeah, with the cloud of smoke of dubious <laughs> origin they were in. Like, wow, look that at was, all the pretty colors, man. That was the last concert that any of us ever <laughs> oh went to. God, oh, that is <laughs> Yep, that I is remember epic. that. And then for my 13th birthday. They didn't birthday, get a hint from the name Black Sabbath. I don't, you that know. That was Tim, wasn't it? No, it was Christopher. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, they um, Joey went up in a plane. I don't know what Tim did. I don't know what the rest of them did. Um, planes were big, like a like a glider. Right. Uh, oh, one of them went deep sea. I think Joey went deep sea fishing. You know, it was just a day. It was a day either with my mom or my dad or with your friends. And so I have always wanted a sleepover. So I invited like six of my closest friends at the age of 13. So in eighth, I was in eighth grade. Was and Suzanne and Mary Beth among those, yes, your criminal absolutely. cohorts? Absolutely. Yeah. They were there. Okay, just checking. And so the thing is, is that um, my mom ordered a six foot sub from Jerry Subs. <laughs> For and those of you who remember Jerry's subs yes. in the D.C. metro area. <laughs> so they came, the sub was down in the middle of the dining room table, and all the girls came in to eat, and all of them, 
including myself, we all had braces and nobody could eat the bread. <laughs> so my mom ordered pizza and my brothers ate the six foot sub. <laughs> Did your brothers Never eat the wrapping that. or did your mother unwrap it first? She unwrapped it first. Uh, very wise. And then the final uh, one, um, I remember my 18th birthday because my parents gave me this beautiful ring that I still have. It has a single pearl in it. And I love pearls. They're my favorite of... of I know. I brought you some. You did. You, I, you gave me a pearl necklace when Jonathan was born and a pearl bracelet when Courtney was born. That's right. Push presents. I didn't even know there was a thing. I, and I don't think that's why you gave them to me. But anyways, yeah, Push, like you get like, yeah, I, I get, I like get we're the, Car Kardashians I, or something. I get the context. Anyways, but, um, no. but no, those came home from two different deployments. So that's what those yeah. were. Listed. Anyways. Okay. I remember that. And then I remember uh, my 21st birthday. You gave me 21 long stem pink roses. That's right. And I remember I my 30th awesome. birthday when Jerry was in the middle of the Mediterranean and he, he forgot. He wow. forgot my birthday, and my parents sent me 30 long stem pink Good thing roses. your parents were there to step up. Darn I was busy day. serving our country. Uh-huh. I'm going to pull that card. <laughs> Speaking of cards, so. So we have, not so many people have left us not so newlywed questions. So Jerry decided to take it upon himself. So I got these things on Amazon <laughs> called Talking Point Cards for Couples. Conversations with Purpose. Okay. Your deck contains 200 questions cards across four God categories. Help us. Each category is designed to engage a different stage of relationships so you can have a comfortable conversation. Oh, boy. So the four categories are getting to know you, our life together, diving deeper, and something different. And because it's my birthday episode, he's going to ask me one from each category. I am so excited. I can't wait. Okay, here we go. Question number one. No, go from the top, the yellow oh, ones. The oh, yellow the one ones? is get to know you. Okay, hold but on. But don't you already know me? Oh, no, you asked this about the other person. Oh, this could be super fun. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, oh, you can't go through them. Here we them. go. Here You're we supposed go. No, no, no. I found the perfect one. And this is for you to answer about me. Oh, What's okay. What's something I do all the time that drives you nuts? Oh, <laughs> Go ahead. Be nice. Just one Be nice. thing. This is a family show. Just one thing. Yeah, you have to pick out just one. Thank you. You always have to have the last word. True. And <laughs> did you do that just to make a point? Yes. <laughs> and when you get mad, you pace. You pace, and you're like you word vomit, and you just pace back and forth. And I back call and that forth verbally forth. process. But okay, I'll buy that. See the last word? Have to have the last word. Absolutely. <laughs> last word. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next category. Here we go. What's the category? Our, our life together. Oh, now, boy. this is perfect for your birthday. What do you most look forward to about getting old? I pray that I get to get very, very old with you by my side. Oh, I thought you were going to say like senior citizens discounts at the theater. <laughs> no, that would be you. That's me. Oh, maybe that is me. <laughs> that is you. True. Um, what do I look for? The fact that I have the privilege of life, you know, that we have our, our, our son, our, our, our daughter-in-law, our grandson. Ooh. We have deep friendships with people that we've known for many decades. I, I just, that I get to serve and love the Lord this side of heaven. I mean, I just, okay. I'm just getting started. Okay, you ready? Well, this is, what category is this? This is diving deeper. Oh, great. 
How do you think our relationship has changed over the last five years? Over the last five years? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I try. Our relationship has changed over the last five years. Um, Our grief has matured in regards to burying our daughter nine years ago. So we're not so consumed by that. Um, We spend a lot more time together than we ever have in our married life. I know. Kind of crazy, isn't it? It is. It's kind of crazy. And, and I, I like, I mean, we dream together like we've never dreamed before. Right. You know, we have goals with our businesses and such that we've never, we never thought we'd get the opportunity to be where we are. And so, gosh, yeah. And, and like the roles within the house have changed a little bit um, because I travel more. Never fear. I'm still not cooking most no, of the time. Praise that God. would be bad. That would yes. be bad. But yeah, yeah no, that. lots of you and I share in a way now than we sometimes we overshare. I'm just saying. Well, just gonna put that out there in the verse. I don't overshare. I share my heart. And my heart is constantly overflowing, as is my brain. <laughs> Sadly, on the podcast, you cannot see the face I am making on the YouTube video, but needless <laughs> to say it is disbelief and suspension. Yes, your heart overflows. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How do you think our marriage has changed over the last five years? Oh, we definitely spend a lot more time together. Is that um, a good thing? I think it is, um, because we spend. I'm glad you said well, that. Well, we spend time, like you said, we spend time together differently now, right? Like when Courtney was still alive, our time was always, "How's Courtney? What do we mm-hmm. got to do next?" And you know, and then or when Jonathan was home, you know, where did Jonathan, he need to go? What right, do Right, exactly. To do? Yeah. What's what's going on with Jonathan? Yeah. Um, and now it's. Um, you know, there's still some element of, okay, what's on the calendar today? We have to have calendar coordination meetings. Um, <laughs> which you, Well, we did, but we didn't because Courtney would blow away the calendar right. most days anyway. Um, but yeah, I think we, we spend a lot, we, we do a lot more fun things together now because we couldn't, I mean, to be brutally honest, we couldn't do yeah. them. Yeah, true. Then. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's been kind of interesting being in business with you and seeing the creative process at work. If y'all ever like live with an artiste, you know, it's pretty intense. I can totally see why Van Gogh cut his ear off. <laughs> oh my God. Trying to finish Be Brave and the Scared, I almost cut things off. <laughs> wow. Okay. Next question. We were literally <laughs> up till midnight the day the that draft be- manuscript was due. Yeah. Trying to add like what? six more pages we had to add i had to add like eight thousand more words and i'm like every (laughs) single one of those words hurt all right yeah they did last one this is perfect this is this is perfect this is the fun one this is what is your hold on what is the what is the it says something different something lighthearted, interesting and fun question what's your favorite emoji most used most used what's your most used emoji um prayer hands and the yellow heart. Really? Mine's the poop emoji. <laughs> yeah, I am shocked. <laughs> I shocked I am. Well, yeah, that works. Usually it starts with... Oh, usually there's the Maggie word. is not happy. Oops. Uh-oh. Mailman must be here. Yep. There Us- he is. Yep. Usually it's the word bull and then the emoji, the poop emoji. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't think to put the word bull in front of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or sometimes I might use someone is full of... The poop emoji. (laughs) My day is going to the poop poop emoji. emoji. See, that's my most used emoji. Yeah, no, mine is the prayer hands and the yellow heart. Yeah, I know. You're better than me. I got it. Not better, just different. All right, one more more fun question. 
Oh no, that's not fun. <gasps> you can't put him back in. I'm you sitting can't. by the cards. I can do whatever I want. You are such a cheater. Oh, oh, oh my this God. is perfect. Love this one. If this a, is how we're ending the podcast. Yes. Yes. If okay. you're, if you, if a movie, well, it's your birthday. So this is actually very topical. Okay. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be? And who would play you? What genre or genre? Genre, genre. genre. I, I knew a guy in high school. It would be a genre. romantic comedy. Of course it would. Who would play me? Oh my goodness. Melissa McCarthy could play me. That's not right. No. <laughs> Who would you want to play me? Uh, I think I'm going to refuse to answer on the grounds that it what? may incriminate me. I have no. Co- Jen Lilly could play me. I She's mean, a Hallmark actress. She I does even know comedy very of course, well. Of course, a Hallmark actress. Yes, of course. Well, she was on Days of Our Lives I... too. <laughs> okay, uh, that's actually a good question. I don't know who could play you. That's a good question. I have to think about that, and we don't have enough time on this here podcast. Okay. if What genre would yours be? Action. Action adventure, baby. Well, see, I would- Actually, I, no, because you sit in an office. So like. Thanks. Thanks for that. Who would play you, Jer? Sean Connery? Oh, sorry. He's dead. Next. Well, that wouldn't be far off the mark. Actually, Sean Connery <laughs> would be pretty cool. Bruce Willis would have been cool, too, but poor guy. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Yeah. Um, for years, I figured that the person would, that would play my uh, TV movie would have been um, Anthony Edwards. But, of course, he also died in Top Gun, so that's not good either. But he's still alive. Yeah, I know. But that, yeah. <laughs> goose. Mother Goose. Wow. Okay. So well, one more time. Happy birthday to, to you. Me. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to me. You. Happy birthday, dear Mary Beth. Happy birthday to me. 56, baby. That's right. Just getting started, Just baby. Just getting started. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Jerry. I'm Mary. Here on the Mary, Mary and Jerry, Jerry podcast. podcast. Listen on your favorite podcast sites and YouTube and follow us on all those Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. And added bonus, check out the Patreon page. Help us out. Yes, prayerfully consider supporting our podcast. I just found out that doing a podcast is definitely not for the faint (laughs) of heart when it comes to your wallet. (laughs) Mm. Just going to put that out there in the verse. Okay. Oh, my God. Thanks, guys, for listening. Until next time, God bless.